Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Sunday, October 2030. And Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready for a Sunday slate with five games on tap on this uh, Sunday. A big change from last week when we had um, how many games? Oh, yeah, none last week on the uh, Sunday card. Uh, but we got five today. That's why we're on. Uh, we, we didn't even have a show we last Sunday because there were no games taking place. But we have five games today uh, on the uh, Sunday slate. We are uh, looking forward to breaking those down. Before that, though, let's get into some of yesterday's action. As always, a loaded Saturday card. It was starting in the afternoon where we saw Boston take care of business. Again, this Bruins team, so impressive considering key personnel, key players out of the lineup, Marchand, multiple defensemen to start the year, and they're still winning games. A nice 5-1 and one start for the Boston Bruins and a 4-3 overtime win against Minnesota yesterday. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury was sensational. I mean, and that's the uh, hard part about that loss for Minnesota because you could say the defense and Marc-Andre Fleury's play in net as well has been a little bit spotty early in the year. Can't say that yesterday. He did everything in his power. A great goaltending down the stretch. Got them a point, really, with some big saves uh, in the third period, uh, but end up losing 4-3 on the power play goal for the Bruins. Uh, New Jersey gets by San Jose 2-1. Uh, St. Louis shuts out Edmonton uh, by a score of 2-0. Very impressive effort from the uh, Blues on the road there. Ottawa pummels Arizona uh, by a score uh, of 6-2. to two. Uh, it seems like Arizona's got to try to play Toronto again if they want to win hockey games uh, at this uh, point in time. Uh, but they lose to Ottawa 6-2. Uh, Toronto with a nice road effort against Winnipeg 4-1. Another great win for uh, performance, by the way, too, from Ilya Samsonov now, who's 4-0 as a starting goaltender for the Leafs. He's looked really good and getting better every game, and uh, which has been good to see. Uh, and the uh, Leafs get a nice road performance. Just a good team effort there. Uh, nice to see that game had a little uh, nastiness to it as well, which was uh, pretty fun. You like to see that every now and then. Dallas gets by Montreal 5-2. Shout out to my fellow hometown boy from Hamilton, Arbor Jack. I gets his first NHL goal uh, last night for the Montreal Canadiens, albeit uh, in a losing effort. Horrible third period for L.A. Terrible. Uh, I've had a few of these lately. It was Detroit Friday night. Can't avoid them. Detroit had this one for me on Friday night, a blown uh, lead in the third period. And the L.A. Kings had one last night. Uh, they ended up uh, dropping a 2-0 lead, and they end up losing 4-3 to the uh, Washington Capitals. Not very good. Islanders still can't beat Tampa. They lose 5-3. Uh, Tampa now starting to put it together. A couple wins in a row now on back-to-back -back days. Uh, Pittsburgh roars past Columbus 6-3 to after a rough first period. Uh, again, that defense and that goaltending of Columbus rearing their ugly head again. It's just uh, that's going to be their downfall this year. I think it's going to be tough for them to keep the puck out of the net. And we saw it again last night uh, in that game. How about the Philadelphia Flyers? Another win for this team. I mean, 3-1 to against Nashville. Great performance by Carter Hart. Again, defensively, they were pretty solid in front of their goaltender, and they capitalized on the chances they got. Uh, against Nashville, who continue to just flounder. This has been brutal, Alex, for Nashville. Uh, they now still are stuck on two wins that both came in Prague uh, against San Jose, one of the worst teams in the NHL. So do we start warming up that hot seat for John Hines? That's the question uh, you have to ask yourself. But this has been a really rough uh, stretch of hockey for the Predators as well. Colorado bounces back from a tough back-to-back -back set of losses at home uh, to beat Vegas 3-2 to last night. Uh, against the uh, Golden Knights, a real solid performance. And you talk about how the Islanders can't beat Tampa. It's starting to feel like Vegas can't beat Colorado, especially in uh, key games, and Colorado gets the victory there. Calgary with a 3-2 overtime win against Carolina to cash uh, my best bet on the show. Great effort from them in, after a bad start. 
fell behind early, uh, but they really tightened it up defensively after that. Markstrom, after a shaky start, was really good the last two periods, and they get the game-winning goal courtesy of Tyler Toffoli uh, in overtime for the uh, 3-2 win. And a shout-out to Johnny Cash for helping me cash that best bet last night uh, on the uh, show. Uh, and uh, we got to wrap it up with the last game, and we saved it for last. It's more misery for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, and last night might have been rock bottom, Alex. 5-1 loss to Buffalo. Although, look, Buffalo's the real deal. In my Maybe I'm jumping the gun, but not real deal in terms of, wow, they're going to be a playoff team and Stanley Cup contender. Real deal in terms of you got to show up every night to play the Buffalo Sabres. It's not a free two points anymore playing that team. They were loaded with young forward talent. Uh, we see it every night. Alex Tuck has been just a monster for them lately. Rasmus Dahlin is now making his case to be in the Norris Trophy conversation with the kind of start he's had for the uh, Sabres from the blue line. You've got J.J. Paterka. You've got uh, Tage Thompson. You've got uh, a ton of young Jack. Jack Quinn hasn't even really gotten going yet up front for the Sabres, but they have just a great plethora of young players uh, that are going to only get better uh, as they play uh, as a unit, as a collective team uh, over the course of time. And for Vancouver, look, I thought they're, I thought they came out strong. You know, even though they fell behind 2-0, they had a great first 10 minutes. They could have scored. They didn't. Buffalo ends up with a 2-0 lead. That was a listless third period, though, from the Canucks. That was horrible. Uh, once they got behind 3-1 to with that odd man rush, it was like they didn't mount any sort of push to try to get back into that game. Uh, and the crowd sensed it, turned on the, on the team. Jerseys being thrown. I still don't like that jerseys being thrown on the ice i really don't i know you're upset it's been a horrible start to the season but alex and i have harped on this for years is alex going to be pissed off at times with the way the chicago blackhawks play yes but is he going to throw his jersey on the garbage or on the ice or set it on fire or any no of this fucking bullshit? Way. No. of course not you know you got to try to it's tough times for vancouver i get it it's been really the not the kind of start to the season you wanted or you expected but you got to be loyal all right you got to stand by the team good and bad can't be doing that it's not a bad it's a bad look on you as a fan as far as I'm concerned but tough loss again for Vancouver and the uh wheels keep on spinning in terms of what may happen if the struggles continue for this team Alex what did you think of Saturday's uh NHL action so yeah a lot of changes I got to make with uh the different my power rankings and, and charts and stuff you know I made a first uh kind of round to change in the second round definitely uh now that we've gotten a full weekend and Things will kind of solidify out, shake out. One of the biggest things that bugged me, and if you're new to the program, you probably haven't heard me talk about this, but if you're a regular, you've certainly heard me harp about teams with power play uh, and, and how some certain teams, they have all the talent in the world, they came out of their own way with the man advantage. That was none truer for the Boston Bruins in that game. I mean, they finally won on a power play goal by Taylor Hall, but man, did they look abysmal with a ton of chances uh, to put that game away in OT with the four-on-three overtime. And for whatever reason, they kept keeping a body right in front of Flurry, but not too close, not too far. And they're trying to in, you know, pass the puck as if he's going to be the guy to make a shot on Flurry. As well as he played, do you think that Flurry's going to get beat right in front of him with a goal in overtime? It just didn't make any sense to me uh, how Montgomery and company didn't make that 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 switch over. Is that Taylor Hall ended up finding the back of the net in due time? But you know because you had a second power play, you should have ended that thirty seconds in the OT. It should have been a, a final with thirty seconds left uh, in, in overtime. So that that kind of frustrated me. Uh, and they took a ton of penalties to let Minnesota into that game. And even when Minnesota had the chance, you know they tied it up. 
they had ample chances to take the lead and, and possibly win that game in regulation. They just sat on it. So I'm not really happy with what I saw from Minnesota or uh, Boston, even though I've won the bet. You know, that's the thing. That's that's the importance of, of, of handicapping any sport, but especially hockey, is that, you know, yes, I got the result I wanted. But you can still, uh, you know, have a, a completely unbiased viewpoint and an assessment of two teams uh, despite how your wager comes out. And, and like I said, I didn't like what I saw from Boston still. I'm really not liking what I'm seeing from Minnesota, obviously, as someone who picked them to uh, possibly win the Western Conference. Uh, so another game, too, that I watched closely and, and it did lose a, a bet on. And it's so unfortunate now, like I said, these first period overs that aren't cashing, but full game overs flying through the roof because teams are slowing down in the first and, and making those adjustments in the second period. They're doing what they have to do. I understand that, but. It's just been frustrating as, as someone who bets these, uh, you know, to see the numbers match up where this should this Kings and, and, and Capitals. That was a great first period look. Uh, the way that those two teams were playing their high danger chances, the way that the Kings have been uh, getting hot starts in uh, the first period on this road trip. And I wondered, OK, this is the end of a road trip that's been very successful. Maybe they lay a little bit of an egg and they did late in the game. They lost four to three. Uh, but Washington. I mean, we have to keep downgrading them. They look terrible. They still are slow afoot. Uh, they still aren't shooting the puck cleanly. Uh, you know, their the goals only come in waves when they can catch a team kind of off balance or off position, but they, they are not good right now. And the fact that they, uh, you know, the only reason they came back to win that game is because L.A. just looked dead dog tired in the third. You know, it's the end of a road trip. And now, you know, you kind of wonder, will L.A. be able to bounce back coming home off a successful trip against the defending cup uh, champions in Tampa Bay. I don't know. Uh, you know, I was looking at that angle when we talked about the game yesterday, but at this point now, I may not, I may want to look to fade LA one more time and then they get things ro back rolling in gear. Cause they just looked very fatigued. And and we're going to start seeing that now. You know, we talk about how the back-to-backs don't matter so much in the first couple of weeks, but when you start talking about these long road trips and a lot of teams have long road trips, Minnesota's on, a, on their season long trip right now. Uh, of course, we'll talk about how Arizona, they go home for four. They're going to be back on the road uh, for another 18 games after that. So we have to start looking at those, these scheduling spots a little bit more as the games now start to wear on as we get closer to November. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, and it's a, uh, and another, uh, it's a great reminder too, with some of the bets that don't go your way that, you have to do the analysis, the post-mortem, if you will, and you're going to realize you made good bets that don't win. All right? That's going to happen. But the, the, the thought process and the reasoning behind it still made sense. And, and it's a great point about the road trips. You know, we talk, we're going to see six, seven, eight-game road trips this year, and those are going to be a bitch to really have these teams uh, play that good game when they return home for that first game. And we're going to see multiple instances of that and, and very good to be mindful of when those spots uh, occur and when they pop up uh, throughout the course uh, of the NHL season. Uh, no question. Um, and one other thing that I think I might recommend to people too is start incorporating team totals, you know, in some, with some of your bets here uh, moving forward, because there's been instances already this year where, you know, I lose a money line bet because a team blows a lead. This has happened multiple times. Whereas if I had bet a team total on that team instead, I would have won still, you know, an over team total. So I'm going to start and I'm going to do this actually with one of the games on today's card. We'll get to it later on where I actually have a, a bet on the side, but I also have split it up with a team total over as well so that, okay, maybe this team does what I expect them to do and score the multi, you know, four goals they need to go over their team total. 
but I don't want them to be in a situation where they blow a lead, which has happened a couple times this week, and they lose 5-4, yeah. where the team total cashes, and I had the whole stake on the money line. That loses where I could have also had the team total over, and at least if I split it up, I'm you know, basically breaking even, worst-case scenario. So a, a team total side split is going to be something I'm looking to do more often as we go forward. Yeah, that's a very great point. I mean, look no further than Pittsburgh and, and Columbus. You have if you have the over team total uh, on either team, you cash. Uh, yeah. But we saw Columbus come out to the, a rip roaring start, and then Pittsburgh, you know, settled in, became Pittsburgh again. They took over and dominated uh, six unanswered to win that game. So I had that team total uh, over, and you know, had I looked at the side. You know, I would have been I would have still been fortunate with Pittsburgh. But like I said, you know, to lay that kind of juice and all of a sudden you see your team down, you know, three nothing. And that's also why the importance of, of betting live is big, too, because we're seeing these big swings. Look at that Boston Ottawa game last weekend where we saw, you know, three yeah. goals in a row for Ottawa, three goals in a row for Boston, three more goals in a row for Ottawa, two more for Boston. So we're seeing these swings now and we're seeing the offense start to, to come alive in this first week as well. We saw a lot of overs now where we're seeing kind of, uh, you know, teams playing and, and looking a little bit slower, a little bit more defensive minded. Now the offenses are starting to click and, and get into a rhythm. So that's definitely a great point. You might want to start looking at, at team totals just as often as you do money line sides. Yeah, because we have seen a lot of leads not safe. Uh, and that that's important. So that's why I'm, it's it's definitely it's like I said. That's something that I have done on one of the games we're going to get to today. Uh, I've split it between a side, you know, and a team total wager on that team. So we will get to that as we start breaking down the Sunday card, which we will begin doing right now, starting with the Seattle Kraken taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. We've got Seattle uh, minus one fifty road favorites here, six the total uh, across the board. Uh, certainly give Chicago credit for some resilience on Friday night. Uh, that didn't start well against Detroit, down 2 nothing early, uh, but they rally back in their home opener uh, and get the uh, job done against uh, Detroit. It really, I sensed that the penalty shot was going to maybe be a turning point uh, in that game, and it really proved to be that way. It was a chance for, as we talked about on the show uh, yesterday briefly, a chance for Nadelkovic, you know, come up big. He probably should have had it against the Tennessee. We didn't, and it really woke up to Chicago and really got Detroit on their heels a little bit. You give the Blackhawks credit, though. They've won two in a row. We don't know how many long win streaks they'll have this season. Uh, we'll see if they can make it three in a row here to, to uh, this afternoon. It is a 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. local time start uh, in Chicago. So a very early start time here. Seattle off a 3-2 victory against Colorado, plus 200 underdogs they were uh, in that game. If you look at their... Uh, expected goals and Corsi and all that and you know just carrying the play they've done that the last two games the loss against St. Louis they deserved a better fate in my opinion the 4-3 loss they outplayed the Blues there they certainly out not just outplayed Colorado they outplayed Colorado heavily uh, in that game it didn't look like the avalanche to be quite honest with you that game Friday night uh, when they lost to Seattle but give the Kraken credit for uh, how they were able to bottle up that Colorado team uh, offensively, it was one of Philip Grubauer's better games. Finally, he stepped up with a better performance in net uh, as well. Uh, Blackhawks fan in one of our <laughs> group chats the other night said, maybe we got to consider Alex Stalock for the Vesna uh, right now. Well, let, let's calm down a little bit here. <laughs> but, but I will say this here. He's had, had a nice start. You know, he played well in the Vegas game. Remember, he started the Vegas game. They lost one nothing. He actually played pretty well. He enters the game uh, against Detroit, 
uh, on Friday night from Morozik, who shocking is hurt again. Uh, and Stalock comes in and plays well. You know, 10 saves, 10 shots, 10 saves, shuts the door, gives Chicago a chance to come back uh, and win that game. And I would expect him to be in net here this afternoon for the uh, Blackhawks. Can he keep this up is the question, but, you know, so far so good. 0.74 goals against a 979 save percentage. Those numbers have nowhere to go but down. We know that. Uh, but right now he's gotten off to a solid start, so we'll see how this goes. I don't have a feel for this game either way. I mean, I'd probably lean Seattle, uh, but not at minus 150 on the road in an early game where, look, this is going to be even tougher for Seattle, probably for a West Coast team playing this early. 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. So I'm going to pass on this early start affair. Alex, uh, Kraken, Blackhawks. Well, my jersey should probably give away what I'm looking at here today. I, I like Seattle here in regulation. Uh, you mentioned the start time. This is a really odd start time for the Hawks. Usually when they play Sundays, it's either 6 p.m., maybe the 1230 starts back in the day when they were, you know, a good team and got the, uh, you know, the old NBC, the NBC slot. The yeah. Right. So, so a one o'clock start, that's just kind of very odd for them. Uh, and they're doing that mainly because the bears aren't playing today. They play tomorrow night. So, uh, you know, Seattle already been on the road. The internal time clock shouldn't be much of an issue. I think that they were already in uh, an hour behind being in Colorado and adjust so that's not an issue for me there but the hawks historically get off two bad starts on sundays uh and, and play terrible at home on sundays this is going back to the dynasty days in the early 2010s and even further back if you want to go into the the 2000s and the 90s when they were bad so uh there's just been something about the the united center has been a house of horrors for their for their own team on sundays that being said too seattle obviously their offense is rocking and rolling right now they get to face Alex Stalock, who Stalock, yes, he is. He did a wonderful job of only allowing one goal in Vegas. Wonderful job coming in relief, playing one period. Uh, but again, that's also against the Detroit team that's missing some offensive stars. wasn't They weren't really moving the puck well. weren't getting a lot of quality shots off. Uh, if anything, Morazic, a couple of those goals that he let in were kind of soft as well as the goals that Ned let in. Uh, he said with that. Uh, penalty shot and the goals later to tie that game up. So not putting too much stock in the state just yet. He's looking better than I thought. Uh, you know, he's, he's not right now. He's not the worst backup in the NHL and mainly because his backup is the worst backup in the NHL over at Soderblom. So that's somebody we're going to be looking to fade as well. Once we see him get into games, which I believe will be in due time because Morazic's growing. They're saying it's day to day, but I talk about this all the time with goaltenders and groin issues. It's like pitchers with uh, shoulder issues in baseball. When they flare up, they don't always just go away right away. And Morazic's had his history with groin issues. That's been his most frequent injury in his career. So uh, that's definitely problematic. Somebody in the chat mentioned earlier about Patrick Kane to score. I wouldn't look for that because he's been awfully quiet of late. Uh, I could see him maybe uh, starting to get things turned around. Of course, Maddie Beniers has been lights out for the crack, and he's got you. Could, you know, you have to look at him while you're still getting good value with him because at some point he's going to start getting priced like the Patrick Canes of the world, and we're going to you know have to lay a, a price for him to to get a point where you won't be able to get anything better than plus 150 or plus 180 for him to score a goal. So uh, those are some player props that I would just kind of look at. And I actually would take a shot here with this first period over. I think this is all a cheap price at minus $1.30. I think we could see Seattle sneak in a couple of goals here to take a, a 2 nothing lead or, like, say, if the Hawks can uh, come out with a solid first period, maybe match up and, and tie this one uh, at 1-1 heading into the intermission. So I'm going to take a shot here with first period over, 1.5 at minus 130. It's funny that we're calling that a cheap price nowadays when, when that used to be, kind of be the ceiling. And uh, I'm also going with the Kraken and even money in regulation. 
I want Luke Richardson to do well. I do. I think he's a good, I think he was a good defenseman in his day as well. And uh, I think he's done a great job in coaching circles everywhere. He's gone as an assistant prior to getting the head job here with Chicago. Uh, you know, everyone raved about just how good he was working with players and, I'd like to see it go well for him, uh, but uh, obviously, you know, it's going to be a tough road this season, but certainly a couple wins in a row going to have Chicago feeling better. I would really love to know who is feeding Kyle Davidson, the GM of this team, the medical intel. All right. I, I would really love to know who is giving him this medical advice on players they're considering signing, because I'm convinced these medical people with Chicago that fed him the intel that it's a good idea to throw some money and sign Peter Morozik have the IQ and the intelligence of a raisin. All right. That that's what I think. I mean, you're not splitting the atom, figuring out this guy's had groin issues. He had them in Toronto. He's had them for a couple of years now and they keep on flaring up. They keep on coming back. And sure enough, what is this injury? Oh yeah. It's the groin again. So it's, to me, it's just, it, it's, it's, could you not see the tea, read the tea leaves? Could you not see the writing on the wall that this guy's had a major issues keeping himself healthy and particularly that part of his body's just consistently hurt over and over and over again. It yeah, just makes is, you think, I mean, what on earth possessed you to really go after Morazic like that? This is an old Wartian move from the days of dollar bill. This is bargain bin shopping and yep. trying to hope for, you know, the, the resurgence of, and, and rehab of, of an old player. The Hawks have done this for literally my entire life. So, and, and further back than that. So let's just say the last 40 years uh, they've done this where they've tried to go back to even when they signed Bob Probert, Theo Fleury, they've always looked for bargain bin guys who have had issues health wise or otherwise, and sure. tried to turn them back around for the sake of, of saving a few bucks. And that's exactly what they did with Peter Morazic. In fact, it's even worse because they traded draft picks away to get him on draft night. They didn't even sign him as an outright free agent. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's, Typical classic Hawks move, honestly, uh, in doing that. And and they're already paying for it right now in the first week. I, I, it's unbelievable. Can't even get out of the first month of the season. Can't even get out of October without that groin injury, uh, those groin issues stuff coming uh, to the forefront again. And keep in mind, this thing could be weeks. Could be days, could be weeks, could even be months. That's what it is with the groin. I mean, just ask Freddie Anderson two years ago and how that's gone for him. So uh, it's just uh, – if. You're right. It's got to be that, hey, we want to save money and we're in a position where we have to save money. So that's that's what we're going to do. We're going to sign a guy that's damaged goods yeah. and already again, veteran, veteran veterans who who are at the end, the twilight of their career. Stay locked. Guys who've had injury issues. Morazic, uh yeah. you mentioned in the chat, Cam Ward with the end of his career. Nikolai Hobbyboom, the second time he came around. There's been there's Paul Coffey way back in the day. Doug Gilmore. There's been issues like this where the Hawks have have tried to get. Big name free agents who are way over the hill or guys who've had injury issues hoping that they – and the funniest thing of it all, too, is that, like I said, they've had the same trainers and, and medical staff for the last 40, 45 years. What's funny about that is that the medical staff has actually been fired once before back in the late 90s. That's, you can look this up. Uh, I won't go into the, the entire details. But basically, a bunch of injuries happened during a playoff series against Colorado in the mid-90s, and Bill Wartz himself fired – the medical staff only to end up rehiring them a few months later because they couldn't find anybody else in time uh, being upset about how, how they, you know, let one of the players who had an injury go to a hospital in Colorado instead of having him flying back to Chicago to, to see their own doctors. And it's mostly a money play. It's not even just, Oh, we have the best care in the world. It's, it's far from it. So it, it's, yeah. it's definitely an issue that you can't factor it into your daily handicapping, but you can always kind of look and circle and you see, these kind of free agent signings, these kind of veteran signings, 
And we talked about it in the beginning of the, of the season. We said, this goaltending, can it hold up? We talked about him on Razik and Stalock. Stalock's had his injury issues as well and, and health issues recently. So those are things you have to look at from a general overview going into a season. Yeah, no question about that. I do want to mention we've got some shakeups with the lineup for Seattle where Morgan Geeky's moving up to the second-line center spot. So keep an eye on that name. Maybe a prop worth a look there. Again, moving up the lineup, things we like. Danton Heinen, I mentioned him moving up to the top line. The guy gets two goals last night for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So great situations to be aware of when players move up the lineup. New York Islanders, Florida Panthers, Florida minus 200, home favorite, six and a half the total. I like Florida in regulation here a little bit. Uh, the Islanders off a of back-to-back, a tough loss to Tampa Bay. What else is new? They just can't beat that team. I mean, it's just pretty crazy how much the, the uh, Lightning have just sent uh, agony uh, and uh, distress to the New York Islanders over the years. But another defeat to Tampa uh, last night. And now they're on a back-to-back Florida rest advantage. Florida lo- losing to Tampa Bay as well their last game, but that came on Friday night. Uh, at home. So uh, they will probably be looking to uh, bounce back here. You know, I have not bet Alex, the Florida Panthers at all this year, not once. Uh, this would be the first time I'm doing so, but I think it makes sense to do so. You can get minus 120 at Pinnacle uh, with the Florida Panthers in regulation. I think they take care of business here. And look, the Islanders only two wins were at home against San Jose and Anaheim. So, you know, we're starting to question, you know, are the Islanders capable of beating good hockey teams right now? Uh, we're not so sure about that based on the evidence that we've been presented with right now. You know, offensively, it's always a little shaky for them. I think what's been kind of stunning with the Islanders is against better competition. We've seen Sorokin and Varlamov, the goaltending, be mediocre at best. And we've seen their defensive play kind of slough off uh, and, and and decline and not be that lockdown, airtight New York Islander blue line that we have seen, uh, obviously, for many seasons, particularly under Barry Trotz. And keep in mind now, you got Lane Lambert there. And Lane Lambert's a Trotz disciple coached under trots for years and as, as an assistant, but there's still that question. Is he going to have that same exact defensive system? That's going to be implemented perfectly by the players to the level that trots had it at so far. The answer is no, because this has definitely not been as good a defensive team here in the first couple of weeks of the season. So I like Florida here to bounce back with the rest advantage in regulation minus minus one twenty. Uh, Alex Islanders Panthers. Yeah, slightly with Florida uh, and regulations. Well, this won't make my my card officially. And I was trying to look back to see, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because we've already had a matchup with these two teams just 10 days ago. This is actually, I think this is the first matchup of the entire season where we've seen uh, a second meeting between two clubs. So, uh, you know, now that we're getting into that, that angle, we can start kind of looking more into trends and different things. So, uh, where right now it's just been kind of a bunch of one-off games. So that's something I wanted. So I want to, I want to watch this game closely and see what differences uh, have arose from the first time they met, as opposed to now we saw it. that was a three, one win uh, for Florida. Florida has now won uh, the last four regular season meetings and five of the last six overall. So just a slight lean. I said a dollar twenty. That's about as cheap as you're going to find Florida these days. Uh, even though they aren't as playing at the same kind of furious pace and tempo from last year, they're still getting a, a lot of respect from the bookmakers. Looks like we might see the kid Spencer Knight potentially in goal for the uh, Panthers. They're hinting we might see him today, uh, even though Bobrovsky got the start. And Bobrovsky played okay, actually, in that, even though they lost to Tampa the other night. But Amirin, we might see, or Paul Maurice might opt to go with uh, Spencer Knight uh, in goal. Uh, Sorokin obviously was in goal yesterday uh, against uh, Tampa Bay for the Islanders. So you would think Semyon Barlamov here on a back-to-back will uh, get the start. 
uh, for the Islanders here uh, this afternoon against the uh, Panthers. All right, uh, next up, we've got Columbus and the New York Rangers. New York Rangers opened as low as minus 195, minus 200 in this game. They're now minus 280, and uh, minus 300 is starting to show up in some spots. So huge move, almost a full dollar, 80 cents at least worth of movement toward the New York Rangers here. Six and a half the total. Spot-wise, you can understand it. Columbus back-to-back. Columbus disappointing, you know, after a good start against Pittsburgh, could not sustain it for 60 minutes, lose to the Penguins last night. Rangers off uh, a couple of uh, days now. Uh, actually, yes, yeah, since Thursday. So they've had two days off. Uh, and that was their uh, a, a disappointing, disheartening loss, 3-2 in overtime to, let's call it what, what it is, one of the worst teams in the NHL. You know that's not going to sit well with uh, Gerard Gallant uh, and this Rangers team. So I'd expect a strong bounce-back effort. This team hasn't lost two in a row. Yet this year, when we talk about our elite teams in the NHL, Rangers, Colorado, Calgary, teams like that, we like backing them off a loss. We trust teams like this off a loss. We trust them to show uh, the, the ability to want to put a bad performance behind them. That's why they're elite teams. So I think you've got a good chance to see that here from the uh, New York Rangers uh, going into this game. The one thing that's kind of interesting is here at Madison Square Garden, believe it or not, the Jackets have won four of the last five. Uh, against the Rangers. It's pretty uh, peculiar that that's been the case, but you know, they're on a back to back here. Uh, Justin Danforth, by the way, who's been a nice little depth forward for the uh, jackets this year, two goals, one assist, upper body injury suffered last night, may not go. He's day to day uh, for the uh, jackets going into this game. We should see Daniil Tarasov, by the way, in net here uh, in this game for the uh, jackets after we saw Elvis last night uh, in uh, that uh, game. And, of course, we uh, haven't seen Tarasov, I believe, in a start since Tampa Bay uh, on October 14. Remember, he got back-to-back starts to begin the year, Tarasov, because uh, Elvis Merzlikens was uh, under the weather uh, early in the year. So he got the first two starts for Columbus in net against uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay. Gave up nine goals uh, in those uh, two starts. And his numbers for the year, 0-2, 4.5 goals against average, 8.90 save percentage. So not very good from uh, Tarasov. But, again, it's the whole group for Columbus where defensively they're having a tough, tough time keeping pucks out of their own net. You look at their results. They have given up. Have they given up three goals in every game this year? I'm pretty sure they have. They have. They've given up three goals to the opponent in every single game uh, this season. So I think the Rangers probably have a very good chance to uh, add to that here. I like the Rangers first period puck line here. Uh, that's what I like. That's what I'm going to go with here. As far as the side goes, this is the game, by the way, that I was uh, talking about earlier, where I'm going to go with Rangers minus a half around plus 112 uh, for first uh, period puck line. Uh, that's probably one of the best uh, numbers and prices you can get with that. Yeah, plus 112 for Rangers minus a half uh, in the first period. Uh, and I'm also going to go with, uh, you got to lay some juice here at Pinnacle uh, with this one, but I think they absolutely get to four goals. I think it's a very, very high positive expectation bet. New York Rangers team total over three and a half minus 162. Again, you got to lay some juice, but I think it's chalk worth laying uh, in this matchup. I expect the Rangers to get four past this reeling Blue Jacket defense. Tarasov, a 4.5 goals against coming into this game in two starts this year. So I like the Rangers' chances of getting at least four goals this afternoon. So uh, Rangers team total over three and a half minus 162 and also Rangers first period puck line for me. Minus a half, plus 112. Alex, Jackets, and Rangers. 
Yeah, we're looking at the exact same things. I, I, I love this Rangers first period puck line, but here's the thing about that team total. There's a bunch of different ways you can approach this. You don't have to necessarily lay 160, 165. You can go with, depending four. on your book. Yep. Yeah, you can go at four. You know, and, and 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 of course, if it lands right on four, you push. But you can go at four. Give yourself a little bit of better of a better price. You can also go team total regulation time, three and a half. I saw one place where you're only laying one forty five with that spot. If you think this is going to be a game with that the Rangers dominate uh, and and win within sixty, so you can go with with that that prop as well. You can also try to even go with exact score, maybe go four two four one five two five one things of that nature so there's a, a couple of different ways you can do that without having to lay heavy juice if, if, if you're a better that's kind of adverse from looking at juice i know i am uh anything in the 155 160 range kind of scares me off a little bit but there's other ways to approach it but i definitely love and shop around too with this first period puck line because i'm seeing discrepancies of plus 108 to plus 110 to where you have to lay a dollar five so uh it's important to have multiple outs uh for these these kind of uh derivative and prop wagers uh, I was able to grab 108, so I'm going to go Rangers first period puck line. Like I said, Jacket's struggling. Tarasov more than likely getting the start. Uh, and even though they've had success against the Rangers, the Rangers, they're going to kind of be aware of that and say, hey, you know, we got to come out here and, and uh, play with a little bit of more gusto, and they shouldn't have too much of a, of a difficult time with this Columbus team right now. And Gopo Kako to score a goal. Back on that uh, train again today for the uh, New York Rangers. we got a pattern developing, Alex, with Kako. 0-1. Zero one zero <laughs> in the first five games in terms of whether he scored or not. So he's basically not gone more than a game without scoring. So he didn't score against San Jose uh, in that loss. I like him to score today uh, against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. So there you go. That's my uh, player prop that I like the most in this game uh, for the uh, Rangers. Uh, and he continues to play, by the way, on their top line. Anaheim, Detroit. We've got Detroit minus 135 home favorite, six and a half uh, being the total. Uh, in this game, really tough road trip. 0-4 now on this road trip for the uh, Anaheim Ducks, Islanders, <coughs> Rangers, Devils, and Bruins uh, losing all four games. So it's been a tough uh, road trip for this Anaheim team. They're probably <laughs> looking forward uh, to bouncing back and uh, yeah, or looking forward to getting home, I should say, at this point, the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, after this uh, game here against Detroit. Red Wings coughed it up late against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Again, held a three uh, to one lead going into the third period. Uh, Chicago ties it and ends up uh, winning uh, in overtime. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see in this game. I would expect, uh, you know, because Nadelkovich was not as good as I thought he could have been uh, down the stretch uh, of the uh, loss to the uh, Chicago Blackhawks on Friday night. I think we'll see Billy Who. So we don't have confirmed goalies uh, for this game yet. Uh, Anaheim, Detroit, even though this is a late afternoon start at uh, 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern time in Detroit. But uh, I would think we're going to, if I had to guess, I think Derek Lalonde is going to end up putting Billy Huso uh, in net for the uh, Red Wings here uh, in this game. I certainly would only look toward the Detroit side here in this game, minus 135. I'm, I'm on the fence. I want to see who's in net exactly before I pull the trigger. If it's Huso, I'll probably will be on Detroit, minus 135 here. Uh, in this game, but obviously it's been a brutal road trip for Anaheim. They, they, they're probably going to want to try to salvage one game, but I just don't know they're in a position where they're playing well enough uh, at the moment to uh, be able 
to salvage one game on this uh, road trip in the in the win column, and uh, that's been the uh, struggles. And you know, last game or most of the road trip, it's been their defensive play. You know, giving up seven to the Islanders, six to the Rangers, four to New Jersey. Hey, they finally played better defensive hockey against Boston, and then suddenly the offense dries up. It's the old Mikey O thing going on with the Anaheim <laughs> Ducks, where you know defense is falling apart on this road trip. Then they try to overcompensate for the defensive struggles. Now they can't put a puck in the net. And that's exactly what happened against uh, Boston. Uh, shades of Mikey O and his uh, philosophies that have uh, gone down the crapper uh, over the years. But uh, nevertheless, Eileen Detroit, it's the only side I would look at. I'm just waiting on the goalie confirmations and the lineup uh, lineups to uh, go ahead and lock that in. Uh, uh, Alex, what do you think here, Anaheim, Detroit? Yeah, this is my draw play for today. I like this at plus – you can find anywhere between plus 340 and plus 350. And it's all for all the, the points that you, you touched on. One – Anaheim, like you said, kind of doing the Mike Yo thing where, you know, the offense drying up as a result to try to overcompensate and work on defense. You got Detroit who, you know, I'd like to think they'd come out pissed off after blowing a lead to the Hawks. But like I said, at the same time, we talked about how deep that rivalry is. It may not sting as much nowadays because of the fact that they're out of conference and, and, and you know, just, they just chalk it up as another bad loss where they blew a lead, not necessarily uh, a loss against a rival and, and use that kind of uh, way to fire themselves up. It's an odd start time, 4 o'clock, end of a road trip for Anaheim. Uh, you know, they've played poorly. You think they'd want to come out with a little bit more uh, oomph and gusto right now and, and try to get things rolling in their favor. And any four goalie combinations you give me in this matchup, I still like the draw. If it's Gibson and, and Huso, if it's Stolarz and Huso, or, or either one of those guys against Ned, uh, I still feel the draw is live here. Three straight games have gone to OT or shootout for the last six meetings. Uh, so at a plus 340 price, I'm going to go over with the regulation draw. I'm going to add the over as well as in this game at six and a half. I was, I'm going to go ahead with that for sure as well. End of a road trip for especially for a West Coast team that's in the East. I could see really dead legs and mental mistakes. That's what I find when it's been a long road trip, especially for the West Coast team going East. And you could see that. And again, I find the fatigue leads to defensive lapses, defensive miscues, turnovers with the puck, breakdowns in communication and coverage defensively. All those things, I think, are characteristics of teams that have been on the road for a very long time and are at the very end of their road trip. And I think you're going to see that here for Anaheim. So I'm going to go with over six and a half as well. Detroit's gone over in three straight games. Three straight Detroit games have gone over the total. Uh, Anaheim on this road trip prior to the Boston-Anaheim game, you saw four, you know, two of the four games on the road trip did uh, go over the total. New Jersey and Anaheim stayed under. It should have went over. If you watch that game, there were a million quality chances. There should have probably been more than six goals in that Devils-Ducks game uh, earlier this week. So I'm going to go ahead with the over as well with Anaheim Detroit over six and a half. All right, final game of this Sunday card, San Jose Sharks, Philadelphia Flyers, Philadelphia minus 130, home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Um, I, I, I'm at the point, Alex, where I've had to pivot. And when you're a handicapper, you're a better in any sport, and you have an opinion on a team, and at least so far through the first two weeks, the, that opinion on the team is dead wrong. And my opinion on Philly being the worst team in the NHL is clearly not the case right now. You have to be willing to pivot, and I, you're a good, you're a better sports better doing that. Pivoting when your initial opinion and read on a team is off the mark, and, and you know, and that's what I've done here with Philadelphia, and I was able to take advantage and pivot last night. Took them for the first time this year, 
plus 190 against Nashville, uh, and they end up getting a nice 3-1 to one, uh, road victory in that game against Nashville. Now, you do have a situation where both of these teams did play yesterday, so it's a back-to-back for both teams, but San Jose obviously played in New Jersey, very close to Philly in the afternoon, an early game, whereas Philly is in Nashville at night, and so now they've got to travel a little bit more uh, to get back. To, so it is definitely a little mini advantage for San Jose. Uh, not a whole lot because both te- teams did play yesterday, but it is a small advantage for San Jose. But, you know, they've got the magic going. They've still got just that one loss on the season, the Philadelphia Flyers against Florida, in a tough spot on a back-to-back. Their defensive play has been great. Uh, Carter Hart has been excellent so far, and I think he he is benefiting from torts, Alex as much if not more than anybody on this Flyers team because they're playing with some structure. They're playing with some commitment to defense, something that Flyers teams last year did nothing of under yeah. Mike Yo. Nothing. There was no commitment to defense. There was no structure at all. It was breakdown city uh, in the defensive zone. You're just not seeing that. You're seeing a five-man unit every shift on the ice under John Tortorella, which is what he demands, playing defense right now. Uh, and that, and they've gotten enough scoring. I still don't love the, the uh, offensive Upside of this team long-term, they are really going to have to be a score-by-committee hockey team. But right now, they're finding enough offense, and they're letting their team commitment and structure, which is much improved already from last season to the first two weeks of this year, take them uh, and give them a chance to win, you know, on a nightly basis. So um, I'm passing this game. Like, now we're talking, though, Philly favored, right? It's one thing when you're talking Philadelphia underdog, Philadelphia, you know, getting nice prices, which you've been able to get. I mean, they've already this season cashed as plus 190 dogs, plus 270 dogs, plus 150. You know, they've been big underdogs and cashed some nice tickets. Now they're laying a price. Now they're favored. I'm not betting them as a favorite as much as I like what I'm seeing from the Flyers early this season. I'm not betting San Jose either, so it's a pass. Alex, San Jose, Philly. Yeah, I like this over six at even money. Uh, and it was really because I was looking at the first period over. We might get a Felix Sandstrom sighting here, and I've seen this number drop at one place where it's minus a dollar twenty over one and a half. I do like that. We're also we're talking about in the chat about how these second period overs have been really uh, high for most teams in the league, but especially San Jose. So when you're looking at that, the only value you can get out of that would be if you look at BetMGM, you can go over two at plus one hundred five. Why split those two things up? Just go with the over six. If they both cash, you're in, in good shape at, at an even money price. So uh, it's just more of a, of a better value and a better number for that. But I just think form-wise, he said San Jose is awful. Uh, Philadelphia is still going to be bad. It's just It just hasn't hit yet. It's just like the Hawks. You know, give it time. Just like these, these you know, we're talking about the Rangers in Colorado and Tampa Bay looking sluggish now. Give it time. They will still be at the top of the heap when it's all said and done. These are two of the worst teams in the league. One's looking like it right now. The other one's just kind of a, a wolf in sheep's clothing for the moment. So um, looking at the over six here at even money. All right, over six for San Jose and Philly, friend. We might see Reimer versus Sandstrom in net. That's the projected goalies right now, but not confirmed uh, as of right now. If, but, if I uh, told you those are the two guys in net, you'd automatically just think over, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would agree with that. The only concern is you've got the Philly, Philadelphia's trying to play this 3-1-2-1 style of hockey uh, under Tortorella. That's the only fear I would have, but yeah. you know, it may not take you may not you may only need 15-20 shots from each team, you know, to be able exactly, to yeah. get two mm-hmm. three four goals. I mean, yeah. uh against these two netminders and and, and the not thing about Tortorella either, yeah. Right. And the thing about Tortorella games, hey Vito, how you doing? The thing about Tortorella teams rather I should say is that 
when they do get things rolling offensively, they can keep it going. They're not like you said, yeah, sure. They'll they like to sit on the lead, but if San Jose is is, is inept defensively, who's to say that like I said, they yeah, 25 shots, they get four goals. Now you only need two or two or three of the other way uh, on San Jose. So this definitely feels like it could be a game that opens up a bit more because of the quality of these two teams. If, if we were talking about a better San Jose team, then, yeah, this would probably be an under, and we probably would see this number actually be five and a half. Uh, so I think that six is shaded for a reason. I think it's got a lot to do with the goaltending and just with how bad overall San Jose is. Yeah, and we have seen teams trend under both of them. But, again, spot two. And another thing, too, San Jose long road trip coming to an end. That's usually an over spot. You know, I talked about it with Anaheim in the last game against Detroit. Why I think that game with mistakes, you're tired. You've been on the road a long time. You make defensive miscues when you're tired. You could see that from San Jose tonight uh, in this game. So Vito is always joins us on the weekends. He's here now and he's usually right on time, like right on, like right on time. He's always every week. And, uh, but nice <laughs> to join us here today, Vito. Thank you. Yeah. I I had uh, some job uh, going on. I needed to issue okay. some tickets, yeah, no you know, for my uh, rush clients. Uh, so there was an emergency in the airport, so needed to take care. But yeah, I'm here right now. And uh, run through the card. Me, what do you like? Uh, how many games I have missed? A just go run through the entire card. We're we're done going through the card. So just rip through every game. What do you like? All right. So let's start with this one, and then we just uh, talk about the rest of them. Uh, so Sharks, Phillies, I mean, uh, yesterday I played the uh, Preds, you know, and uh, the, uh, everyone can please blame me in the chat here uh, as a d- dumb play. I will take it. But, you know, I'm that guy that... Problems expect- with Nashville, yes. Yeah. Well, I expect that not to see the every same thing in hockey. I mean, it's random, so I was believing that they will play better. In this spot... Uh, I don't know what you guys talked about, but uh, I think I like Sharks at plus money. I mean, uh, I'm off Sharks, the side. I'm not, I'm not laying. I like Philly yesterday because of the price. I'm not laying with yeah. them as a favorite. I'm not doing that. Uh, I like Sharks here because last two shar- uh, games, Sharks has kept pretty close. They won against the Rangers, and uh, Kahkonen had an amazing game against uh, Devils, and they almost tied it very late. So... And now the Philly are coming off this. Uh, I mean, Philly's just been on fire lately, you know. So it's gonna be another close one here. I would go actually to, uh, under six. That would be my main uh, main uh, thing here. I think I actually might end up playing under six. Uh, six. But who we have in net? It's not Carter Hart, right? So it's uh, probably gonna be Felix Sandstrom for Philly. And yeah, not confirmed, but most most likely uh, Sandstrom yeah. for Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for Sharks is gonna be Reimer, no? Yes, probably. Not confirmed, yeah, but probably. Yeah. Uh, give me Sharks on the money line. I think they're going to – they didn't look too bad. I mean, I think they will be able to handle this Philly team. I think them. this will be a close one, 1-1, one, 2-2 one, two, two game. I think Sharks can get this done in OT. So, uh, Sharks on the money line in this one. All right. There we go. All right. Yeah. The rest of the card, what do you like? The Starting with Seattle, Chicago, and go on down the list. What do you like? Uh, can you ch- – oh, nice. Perfect. Okay. So that this game, uh, give me one second. Uh, I need, I just need to Seattle. This is an early game in Chicago. Oh wow! Well, uh, I was watching at this yesterday. I mean, Seattle is doing great. I mean, but are they doing this great after a big win in Colorado? That's how I felt uh, about this game. Like, wow, pretty tough. Yeah, 
So well, and uh, Alex likes Seattle. Alex likes Seattle. Well, Seattle is doing fine, and uh, but again, we have Hawks. You know, also off a back to back at home. Seattle off a back to back on the road. Uh, the price where we are at is plus one thirty Hawks at home. So only way I have I would look at this is Hawks at plus one thirty at home. All right, you so, yeah, that way. That All one. right, Islanders Panthers. Uh, this one I was looking to bet early last night. You know, I was looking at that line. It was like minus one fifteen Panthers in regulation, uh, very early, and I was like thinking. No, it was minus 115, yeah, Panthers in regulation. And I was thinking, like, should I take it? Like, will it fall down? And I, I was kind of like, well, if Islanders lose to this Tampa team, perhaps they will, will not want to lose both teams, uh, both games, you know, in this uh, uh, Florida, how you call it? Uh, I'm wondering if they're good enough to avoid losing both games. Their only two wins are at home against San Jose and Anaheim for this Islanders. Yeah, that's, that's the not thing. saying that's much. That's the thing. So, uh, what's the Florida regulation price at the moment? I got minus one twenty at Pinnacle, and I that is a bet yeah. of mine. Florida in regulation minus one twenty, minus one twenty, and now it's still at minus one twenty. Uh, some places at minus one forty. Got to shop around. There's a couple books that are lower juiced, and you can get a better price with it. Minus one twenty yeah. to minus one forty in that range. Yeah, minus one twenty is still there. So uh, it hasn't actually moved a lot, you know. So there is something about this game because, uh, well. Uh, let's remember that uh, first game of the season, actually, Islanders lost to Florida 1-3, to but it was not like Islanders was very bad in that game. Expected goals, they actually won in that yep. game against the Florida. So, I uh, could expect Islanders to be... I would not so hard going... Well, Florida of a loss, obviously, here. And the rest uh, advantage, yeah. yeah. And the rest advantage, but I mean, you know... Islanders just now played a good Tampa team, which was pretty good. So I also can see Islanders kind of coming out here and competing competing decent with them. You know, it's early in the season. But the thing is, Islanders' core is so old. So these back-to-back -back yep. games might be hard on them. And All right, so we'll give you a lean for Florida and regulation, right? No, 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 no. That's not my lean. I, I, I would, lean, no. I'm not going with Florida here. I mean, if I would have taken Florida, if I would love Florida, I would take them already last night in regulation. There was a reason why I did not take them. So, I would lean with uh, actually Islanders on the money line. It will be not as you guys, but I, I prefer Islanders here on the money line. I don't All know right. why. I think they can handle Florida here. But that's not my bet, just to lean. And uh, sign me on uh, under, I think. I under don't as think well. Under six way. and a half, yeah, with Panthers yeah. and Islanders. You lean that way. Yeah. Okay, Jackets, game, Rangers. I know you actually game, did bet this one already, and you got a really I good gave, line. I gave out this yeah. last night. Yes, I gave out yeah. this last night in the sh our show, I mean, uh, before the best bet at yeah, minus 105 right. regulation, Rangers. Wow. So now so now it's like, like minus, what, minus 170 one. now in regulation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hope move. everyone who watched the show jumped on this early, you know. Serious you, closing line value right there. You know? Yeah, yeah. These these are big ones. These are big ones. So, yeah, Rangers here, regulation for me. There you go. And Anaheim, Detroit. Oh, man. Ah, uh, uh, man. This, this Anaheim team, guys, we've been on many shows with you all the time, and I'm telling you, Anaheim sucks. I don't know. You're telling me Anaheim don't suck. I don't like this Anaheim team, I mean. 
Not on this yeah. road trip. They've been good. That they have to suck on this road trip. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, but that the line, you know, uh, minus one thirty-five. Hey, my 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 bets are pretty much for the most part off to a very good start. This one mm. so far is not one of them. But even Betty Crocker burns the odd cake as a. Uh, this is the last game on the road for Ducks, right? Yeah, last game. Yes. Yeah. And. Uh, I mean, you have to go with Red Wings here. They just blew this game against the yeah. Hawks. And I mean, minus 135 is still not the price perhaps you would love to leave. But actually, the price has... Actually, yeah. Now the price is better on Red Wings because I was watching Red Wings last night. The regulation was like plus even money. Now yeah. it's plus 110. Right. So, yeah, well... It's... It's still obviously not priced as it should be. I think I'm going to be on Detroit, <laughs> but I'm also on the over. <laughs> in this yeah, I don't think well. Dax is as that bad as the line shows, but yeah, I, I, I like the I draw like, here. We've seen we've seen three straight uh, overtimes and four of the last six meetings. So. Yeah, draw. Well, draw, 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 draw is a very good, nice play. So yeah, but uh, I would agree with Alex in a draw. But uh, why not to go with this over? I think the over is at six or six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, six and a half. Well, my book has six. I don't know why, but it's in regulation. So, I think this game. Could, uh, I think this game pushes over. I mean, this Ducks team is just an over team lately. I mean, they have scorers and so on. So, give me over in this game. I agree with that. Detroit's gone over three straight. Detroit games have gone over the total yeah. as well. Uh, so, Vito looks like he's leaning over in that one. All right, great stuff. That's the Sunday edition of the Ice Guys. Great time because I know these NFL games, they're about to uh, start. Yeah. So, great timing with that to wrap up the show. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on YouTube on the way out. We'll wrap up with best bets. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, I'm going to go with that Rangers uh, first period puck line. I got like, plus 108. You can find plus 105. Uh, it's widely available here. I think they got to a, a hot start against Columbus today. And, uh, you know, somebody mentioned in the chat about Martin Jones is now confirmed for Seattle. I still like that regulation, but uh, that's the reason why I did not make my best bet. Uh, we're going to go over the blue shirts, laying the half a goal in the first period is the best bet tonight. There you go. Rangers first period puck line. Uh, best bet here for Alex B. Smith. Vito, what do you got for best bet? It might be those blue shirts too, I have a feeling. Yeah, yeah, blue shirt, but now the price is uh, not at the price. It's That's funny, you know. Yeah. It's the funny price here we got. And uh, pa -pa 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 -pam. give me, we have uh, we have Igor in the net, right? Yes. So yep. we have Igor in the net and uh, blue jackets under two and a half goals. Give me that one. There you go. That's another way to get after it. You're right. Columbus team total under. Uh, two and a half for uh, Vito. Oh, he just disappeared, but uh, that's okay. He gave us his best bet. Jackets team total uh, under two and a half. Uh, my best bet for this uh, show, it's going to be uh, with the uh, – I was going to go Rangers team total, but I'm going to go with Anaheim Detroit now. Uh, I'm going to go with that. Over six and a half plus 100. I see even money's out there at a couple spots. Anaheim Detroit over six and a half plus 100. End of a road trip, Anaheim. I think they could be sloppy defensively. Hell, that's been the way they've played most, most of this road trip. Detroit's gone over the total three straight games. Uh, they've played some higher scoring hockey. Uh, I think both teams will find the back of the net here. Ducks, Red Wings, over six and a half, plus 100. Uh, my best bet for this Sunday card. That'll wrap so up. So you got my under, right? I, I yeah, got this connected, yeah. Total under, two and a half, exactly, uh, for uh, Vito and with his best bet. Great stuff. That's the show. We thank everybody for joining us. 
hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it. A reminder, we've got our first live BetCast Tuesday night, 8, 7 p.m. Eastern. Make sure uh, you remember that, our first <laughs> BetCast of the season. So if you want to join us on the BetCast Tuesday night, uh, DM any one of us, and we will make sure we send you the link before the uh, BetCast starts. So looking forward to that for the first time this year. Yeah, also check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash guys. we got a bunch of stuff we're working on this week. I'll have my updated goalie charts coming up uh, by tonight. We've also got a few fun uh, video things we're going to be working on this week. Uh, we've got some more stuff that's coming along the way. So uh, definitely a good time to subscribe. You can get the, the daily card there as well, the podcast. Everything's all lined up. Patreon.com slash guys is $10 a month. Yeah, and the uh, rest of the viewers also, make sure you give me a follow I'm on the Twitter. Yes. I'm running my Discord yes. yeah, channel. all of us. Yeah. Uh, last night, I actually was running a live action. Uh, live action I saw that, Vegas, live Twitter, Vegas live bet. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Avalanche, so did pretty well there. So, yeah, make sure you give me a follow there. You can get some nice live betting there and a lot, a lot of good perks. Yeah, exactly. Live betting. He's uh, Vito was tweeting out live uh, plays for the late games last night. So uh, make sure you follow him at Vito Picks, of course, uh, on Twitter. Uh, great stuff, Alex B. Smith. We thank you for Vito as well. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great. Uh, by the way, the Ice Guys podcast. Make sure you check that out. We're live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, two p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. But download the podcast if you can't watch us live. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Uh, download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live have a great sunday enjoy the games and good luck and we will talk to you again tomorrow on monday for another edition of the ice guys presented by national hockey now